0: Hello, friends. Bust out those vintage tees and grow out your 70s mustache. You're listening to Blame It on Buffett." Well, I sailed from Lauderdale down to Key Largo. Crossed the Gulf on a fast sloop, and I sailed the Abacoats. As a kid, I read Contiki, and now I'm... just so many places on my list to see. I'm going crazy just trying to choose. Today on Blame It on Buffett, I have a guest that I'm super excited about, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, First, I usually do my whole social, where you can find me on social media, little spiel and everything, um, or anything extra that I want to talk about at the end of the episode after the interview. But I'm guessing that some people don't listen that far, or when the interview's over, you just stop and don't listen to the little end bit, which is totally fine. Um, But because of that, I just want to say this, which I said at the end of the last episode, at the beginning of this episode, um, just so hopefully people will hear it. Um, Basically, I want you, as the listeners, fans of Jimmy Buffett, to tell me a story about... um, a specific Jimmy Buffett song and, uh, something that it reminds you of in your life. So we have probably as Jimmy Buffett fans all have, uh, things that like memories in our life that are very specifically tied to like a one Jimmy Buffett song, you know, like, Oh, that was the song that played when X thing. Um, and I'd like to do a little segment on one of my episodes where I share my story and then like other People's stories, like your the fan story. So, if you have a story about a specific song, Jimmy Buffett song, that you have tied to a really um, important or um, defining, you know, moment in your life or memory please send those to me. You can email me at um, blameitonbuffettpodcast at gmail.com. You can message me on social media. Um, It just is at blamebuffettpod on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. You can use that handle or just search for podcast. So you can message me those places. Um, But also I think it would be really fun if we used the voice messaging option in Anchor um, which is my host podcasting host platform. And if you go to the main, my main anchor page where you can access all the episodes, there should be a button that says message. Um, and if you click that, you can send me a voice message, which is basically like the same way you would leave a voicemail on a phone. So it's just, you can record you saying something and then that sends it to me. And then I can even put that, edit that into an episode so I can use your actual recording if that's okay with you. Um if you don't want me to use a recording an episode, just let me know. Or don't send me a recording, just you know, send me your I'd still love to hear your story, even if you don't want me to include it in the episode in any way. But um so please let me know if you're okay with letting me use it or if you just are sending it to me so that because I'm happy to hear those stories too. So um and I will put uh once again I'll put an a link for where you can do the voice message in the show notes of the show so you can find it there um, or just go to my main anchor page. Um, and I haven't done it yet, but I'll probably again do a f- specific post like on Facebook about about this. So please send me your stories. Um, I just think it would be fun to have a little segment where we all talk about that. Um, and to get you guys, anyone who's listening and wants to be sort of included in the, the episode and in, in the podcast and get a little audience participation. Um, one of the less good things, I guess, about podcast, like the good thing is because it's pre-recorded and not live, um, you know, you can listen to it anytime. Uh, you don't have to worry about like, oh, you know, am I free at one at this specific time? But, you know, the bad part is you don't have like running comments that you can interact with like you do on Facebook Live or something like that. So, this is a way that we can kind of get a little audience participation going. Um, so, yes, yeah, so please send me your stories. I would love to hear them. Um, and hopefully, I can get at least a few enough to do a little segment about that in the future. Okay, so now on to the important part of the episode, which is my interview with Dan Smith, who you might not know who that is. He's not like a trap rock musician or, you know, someone that you've never heard of. But I really encourage you to listen to this episode um, anyway. I know sometimes if you've never heard of the guest, people are more likely to be like, well, I don't know who that is. So, like, I don't care about listening to that. But um, Dan has a really awesome Jimmy Buffett related Instagram, uh, which is classic Buffett. It's at classic underscore Buffett, where he posts really great photos of um, like old vintage photos of Jimmy Buffett with like song lyrics um, and other sorts of ephemera. Um, He posts pictures. It's just like a really well done and fun Instagram to follow. You get to see all these cool old pictures of Jimmy Buffett. So um, and then on the other upside of Dan Smith is that he is the same age as me basically. So, um, it was really cool. I just met him through Instagram and obviously we'll talk all about that, but it's just really cool to meet a fellow parrot head that loves Jimmy Buffett and is the same age as me. Um, and we have a lot in common. So, uh, I hope you'll listen to this. I hope you will follow his Instagram. He just recently moved to Key West. So, you know, you, it's always good to know someone who lives in Key West. You can meet him for a beer when you're down there or whatever. So, um, I made a new friend. Uh, when I met Dan and I hope that you will listen to this interview um, and you might be able to make a new friend too. And we're all friends together when we like Jimmy Buffett. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of Blame It On Buffett. I have a guest with me who I am excited because we just met um, online. Yay! Every way that you meet people is online now, but um, because we can't leave our houses. Anyway, his name is Dan Smith, and he runs a really cool Jimmy Buffett Instagram account, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, But welcome, Dan. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I just... uh, Found you because – or you found me or something happened where we were, like, on Instagram and you have a really awesome Instagram account. It's a classic Buffett.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is it at classic Buffett or is there other parts it's, to the name? I do believe it's
1: classic underscore Buffett. Okay.
0: At classic underscore Buffett. That's on Instagram. Everyone should go check it out. Um, it's basically really cool old photos of Jimmy Buffett and then, like, song lyrics. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I maybe – I don't know if I responded to – one of your posts and was like, this is really cool, or you responded to something I posted. But anyway, we got to chatting and uh, was like, yeah, you should come on the podcast because we both really like Jimmy Buffett. And it's really nice to meet other Jimmy Buffett fans who are the same age as me.
1: It's very rare.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you yes. know <laughs> you have any other friends that are into Jimmy Buffett or is it just you?
1: Um I probably have none, actually. Uh, at, at the same age level, I'll say.
0: Right, because... Mostly, all of the people I know who are into Jimmy Buffett are older, which is fine. Like, uh, like we've talked about this a little bit, but like I am totally cool hanging out with older people. I'm an only child, so I grew up hanging out with my parents all the time and their friends. Um, but it's really that what that means is like it's really unusual to meet other people that are the same age as you so it's kind of extra exciting
1: oh it's, it's amazing i mean most people are buffett's age who listen to buffett yeah, So right.
0: but, but i do
1: agree that the stories and hanging out with the older generation is much better than hanging out people with our age so
0: yeah i think so too especially for the kind of lifestyle that um people who are fans of jimmy buffett want to lead like i mean not that none of my other friends are like yeah let's go hang out at the beach or whatever but i I feel like you are maybe more embracing of the whole like escapism beach uh tropical lifestyle if you're getting more towards retirement age whereas younger people are kind of just like i'm still You know, doing my thing and living my life and working at my job or whatever. So I feel like to really embrace that, people that are maybe a little bit older have a better handle on it, except for. Yeah, uh,
1: completely agree. And I would think, which is funny to me, that most people my age hate their job and want to get away. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't know many 35 year olds who are just in love with their job every single day. Uh, Oh, yeah, no. So they want the lifestyle, but they just don't know it yet, I think.
0: Right. I mean, maybe the problem is and i think maybe this is this is actually partly the problem is um, there's some kind of like other you know this not like jimmy buffett's the only band that has this but there's kind of like a stigma of like oh you like jimmy buffett like that's kind of dumb
1: of course and they like they know like two songs to be honest right, i mean exactly. they know the hits margaretville stuff like that so they don't really know the storytelling or the actual 70s lifestyle about buffett and right. to me, that's what the Instagram is. I absolutely love the Key West Jimmy uh, lifestyle.
0: Right. He's got the great mustache. Oh, he's just living the life in Key West.
1: Inspiration for my <laughs> entire life. Let me tell you, or those photos are just the inspiration of my life.
0: Yeah. Well, and where, so that brings me to a question that I wanted to ask you, which is where do you get all of these awesome photos? From? It,
1: it takes a lot actually. Um, Quality photos to post become a problem. And I've ran into this already after one month of doing this because I have this obsession with maybe two posts a day, you know, it just – or it's how I feel or at the moment. And it's kind of – I'll do research for two or three hours on photos wow. and save them for the future.
0: So this is really like – A lot of work. It's not like you're just throwing up a photo of Jimmy Buffett. It's like you're spending actual time researching to find these photos. Yes,
1: and because I want it to look quality. I mean, to to just throw it up there is pointless. Anybody can just go to Google and type in Jimmy Buffett 70s Key West and find photos, but you're going to see the same ones over and over again, and most of them are very poor quality because that's the way the
0: film was then. Yeah, and I have noticed um, that all of your pictures are really really good quality like i'm just like wow these are like it's like you just found a box of photos yeah. of jimmy buffett in like someone's attic and they're i would just, love like, to find
1: like, that box if, the- <laughs> if anybody if any, knows anybody. of a box yes yeah.
0: <laughs> just yeah you can uh we'll get we'll just have dan tell you his um account information later for for if you want to contact him and then if you have any photos of Jimmy Buffett, you can and, send them.
1: And it's been nice. Some people have reached out to say, oh, I've seen this photo. You know, here you go. Um, so that's been nice too. There's actually a lot of fans out there who – like I didn't really start it to build up. It was more for like I really like this right. and I – this is my inspiration, which most people have an inspiration board or something. Or that's what their Instagram is. But uh, to dedicate something like this to the man is uh, – it's it's fun. You know, and it's it's kind of it, it's along the same lifestyle as my life now.
0: Yeah. Um. And is that? Did you start it? So you just recently moved to Key West, and I we'll did. talk a little more about that in a minute. But did you start this before you moved, or was this like you knew you were like what? What was the inspiration to actually start the account when you did?
1: I knew I was moving when I was like five, <laughs> which is hilarious. I don't know why, why or where that came, but I knew one day. Key West was going to have me living. I, I just knew that. I don't know why, but um, no, it was, I did start it when we first moved here. So it was, I just kind of waited. I had the photos or you see a photo, I'm like oh, that's pretty I'll save that, you know, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, and it's since you've moved there and if you met people in person that are like, oh, I know photos or do people reach out to you like on Instagram messaging? Or? It's mostly
1: Instagram messaging. Yeah. I, I, I've been out and met, you know, quite a few people. i part of the Jimmy Buffett uh, Parrot Head Club down here now, so uh, I, which no meetings are taking place because of the pandemic, everything. So, uh, but in the future, I'm sure uh, that will lead to more.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. I know I saw also on Instagram that they're having that there's a membership drive happening right now, Parrot Head Club membership drive, which. Um, I guess it's good because people are kind of just sitting around not doing anything. So they're like, oh, I could join a thing. But yeah. also it's kind of funny to have a bunch of people join up and then like not have any meetings anytime
1: soon. I literally just paid $35 or whatever it is to yeah. get an email. Yeah. So that was fun. Yes.
0: <laughs> I know. I kind of – I don't know if you have to be – live in a place to be a member of the club but i was like maybe i should join the key west Parrot club just so that i can be like yeah i'm a member of the key west yeah
1: which there's only in my opinion my humble opinion would be there would be two very uh big parrothead clubs you want to join key west of course and then cincinnati which is where i'm originally from and is probably the biggest i do believe
0: the biggest oh I did not know though for the biggest parahood. I do
1: believe it is, but don't quote me that it's not there's no okay. facts behind that. But I have heard that it is massive. And the room. you've heard rumors where that's where it started as well. So who knows if that's true? I don't know.
0: So. Right. I mean I'm gonna start a rumor that it started in Tucson with a Tucson paradigm. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> <So I'm> in. <laughs> yeah.
1: In so 2020. The yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I think if you can join other clubs, maybe I'll join the QS club. You
1: can join either. this one. I know that for sure because when I fill it, it says, "Are you a resident of Monroe County?" And then if you are, it's one price. And if you're not, it's cheap. It's actually cheaper if you don't live here. I do believe.
0: Oh really? That yeah. seems yeah. weird. Yeah. So but I should just lie like, on my
1: applications.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm still in New York, or yeah, of course. <laughs> um, that's. I wonder if it's just because they then people can join for fun, but without maybe. People maybe people wouldn't join just for fun if it was like the normal cost or something.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're going to be here never. Right. I mean, yeah, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hopefully will not be there never. Yeah. I will hopefully be there sometimes. Because I want to go there yeah. basically I'm just living vicariously through you now oh yeah I know you. that it's is what like, oh, I do
1: hear that every day on Instagram so.
0: <laughs> yeah like oh here's a picture of Dan like hanging out at like the pier here's a picture yeah. of Dan having a drink like in Key West and here's the, and I'm just like okay well maybe this is how friendships end just yeah like, that's right
1: yeah you're so mad over you. my new lifestyle which yeah that's right you follow me on my personal account of course that's that is me. That is literally just hanging out at, which is funny, the places Buffett hangs out, so or well, right. hung out. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, I only went to Key West for the first time, let's see, for Meeting the Minds, it must have been like five or six years ago now, but yeah. like considering, you know, in my life, I had never been there before that. That's still fairly recently. Um, And so I'm sure they get, you know, this all the time, but all the places that are mentioned in Jimmy Buffett. Like, I'm such a Jimmy Buffett mark, right? I'm just like, oh, like, I'm a Captain Tony. Is like, I'm at all these places. And people are probably like, oh, yeah, like, here's another Jimmy Buffett, like, Mark-ass Mark, who just, like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is sad, by the way.
0: (laughs) What, that they're jaded or that... Yeah, that
1: they're jaded. It it is. And part of that Instagram that I started was because when I first came down here in, I think it was 2003, 2002, I do, I can't really remember... People were like, oh, man, we don't play Buffett in here, even on the radio. And I was like – I was so disappointed yeah. at the, the like the disgust of me asking to play some Buffett. Like – and that was at Captain Tony and stuff like that. And I'm sure it does get old, but it doesn't get old for me, so.
0: Yeah. Well, and also, like, you got to embrace your – you know –
1: Origins and like <laughs> yeah like,
0: you're, like what made you a thing right so yeah. it seems like they would be a little more forgiving about also i just realized that i use an expression that probably most of the people listening to this podcast have never heard so i'm just going to explain that really quickly so um a mark is someone in so it's a wrestling term this is for the audience i don't know dan if you know anything about wrestling but um in wrestling like professional wrestling um, like the WWE, it's a term for someone that is just like into whatever, like believing what things are happening, basically. Like, like they like marking out is like when something big happens, and you're like, oh my God, that's so crazy that that's happening, even though like everything in wrestling is like predetermined. Yeah. You know? Um. So, Mark Assmark is just someone that's like really into the things to the extent that they just like are like super gushy fan about everything. So,
1: oh, I, I'm still that way, and I go to the same places every day.
0: Yeah, I, mean,
1: yeah. I, I still walk by Captain Tony's and take a photo. Even I, I don't go in there as often as I used to when I first came down here uh, back in the early two thousands. Um, I fell in love more with uh, Louis's backyard, which he lived across the street from, and that you know, uh, trying to reason with hurricane season was about the bar there. So,
0: yeah, I That's- do. I do love Louis's backyard. Um, the Meeting of the Minds, um, which I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast knows, that's like the biggest Parrot Head Club event, the one that's in Key West, is at the Casa Marina. And Louie's Backyard is like one of the closest bars that you can walk to from the Casa. So that's definitely like a late night hangout um, that's kind of like more low key because it's off kind of like off the main um, like touristy.
1: Yeah, and tourists are still like, I don't know, still not hip to it yet or it just seems like it's too far away from Duval for people to worry about the going. I mean it just seems perfect right now. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I think probably the distance is what helps. Like you can't, you know, if you're on Duval, you can just sort of like drunkenly walk down Duval and hit yeah. all the bars there, but like it takes actual like thought and effort to go far enough out of the way to get to Louie's Backyard.
1: But <laughs> it is completely worth it, by the way. Like the if you agree the bar outside on the deck is amazing
0: oh yeah it's so amazing it's like right on the ocean too oh i love it i love it um but yeah let's hope that people don't
1: yeah stay away by the way it's awful yeah (laughs)
0: never mind. it's it's terrible you shouldn't go there (laughs) um i'm sure also most people listening to this podcast are less of the just like key west touristy people and they're more you know, like they go over there for me, the mines a lot of years, or, you know, they're more like not locals obviously, but, um, they're not just like the, this is my one trip to Key West and I'm going to get drunk on Duval yeah. and that's it. You know, yeah. they're more about like the music and stuff. So
1: yeah, I completely sure agree. They won't,
0: they won't clutter it up too badly. No,
1: I don't. <laughs> they're think
0: already so. going there. So it's fine. Um, I also really love um this isn't and this isn't like a real bar, but um the Lighthouse Court Hotel uh, is one of the places that I've stayed for um the when I went for Meeting of the Mines and they have they they're I think they're not gonna be having it at that location anymore. Um, but they have this event that's like kind of one of the Meeting of the Minds related events, um, but it's not at the Casa and it's the songwriters island showcase and it's like this like they just bring in all these songwriters to play songs and they they broadcast on the radio and they do it at like in the little co- lighthouse hotel courtyard by the. Oh, pool. that's great yeah and then the hotel has a little built-in bar so like <laughs> it's so it's you just like drink it's more for like day drinking yeah um But you can just like drink at the little bar there, hang out by the pool and listen to live music that's like literally, you know, 10 feet from you. But it's not at because a lot of the music is like later at night at bars, which is totally cool, too. But like I'm more of like a daytime hangout with less crowds by the pool and drink and listen to music person than a, um, you know, super late night cram in at a bar to listen to music person so that's kind of i'm with you
1: and i think that's growing up a single child with older people like i don't really like big crowds i'd rather kind of be relaxed uh hear my friends talk listen to good music in the background and be very happy
0: yeah totally i mean it must be nice to live in key west now because um i mean i'm sure that the locals get annoyed with all the crowds and tourists sometimes but also that means that you know, it. I'm sure there are times when it isn't as crowded and touristy, so you can always go. You can. You, whereas, if you go like, if you're just like someone that's visiting, you're probably likely to go during more of the crowded touristy times because yeah. that's when people go. Um, but but living there all the time, you can maybe you know plan your. Going out a little bit more so that it's like, oh, tonight might be a less busy kind of night. Do you think that's true, or is it just like busy uh, all the time? It's like now especially,
1: it's not. <laughs> especially, coming, well, it's actually very busy now, which is hilarious. Um, once they open, packed everywhere Duvall's packed, it's it's nuts, but uh, it's like when I when I was in Manhattan, we would go out Monday through Thursday, just like in Key West, we spend most of the time out Monday through Thursday because that's. There's no tourists. Right. So we had Louis, there was four people on the deck the other night, which is perfect.
0: Oh yeah, that's so nice.
1: So but in Duval on you know, Friday, if we or if we go to uh Mallory Square, it you know, it's a thousand people. So
0: Yeah, I was uh, they have um you can watch like the live webcams of different places and key in Key West and one of them is Mallory Square and there's like ones on Duval. Yeah. Um uh, and I like to watch the ones on Duval because they're like really entertaining to see drunk people stumbling around. <laughs> Keep
1: watching even from your home you know it, it's amazing.
0: Um, but the one at Mallory Square I was watching the other day and um, it was just like there were so many people and I was just like and it was after cases in Florida started going up a lot. It was after they had like talked about implementing a mask mandate and stuff and there were still just like dozens of people crammed in at mallory square to watch the sunset yeah. i was just like man people really care about the sunset <laughs> oh
1: yeah because know, if you think about it you know and living down here now is we i probably go to watch the sunset maybe two to three nights a week but some people that's that's what they spent their money on for this year was the trip to key west they have three days with their family they're gonna do it you know it, it doesn't matter who's uh, there with them or not, you know, it just doesn't matter. That's what that's their vacation. I mean, because yeah. how many people really get down to Key West more than once a year?
0: Yeah, no. I I mean, I usually don't even get down once a year. I since I started going to Meeting the Minds, I've sort of been on an every other year. Yeah, just because you know money and taking time off work and everything. Um, and I was going to go this year, but it's postponed now. So I guess next year I'll be yeah. going instead. Hopefully by next November, late yeah. October, early November they'll have the world will have its shit together more
1: I and Agreed. we yeah.
0: can go places again. <laughs> um, do you, what made you, I mean, I know you said you like always wanted to move to Key West, but like you you were living in New York, you had a job, a big fancy kind of job. What made you decide that this was the time that you were wanting to make the move?
1: Well, uh, knowing I wanted to do this for my entire life and then coming down here when I was younger, and being one of the people who did stay on Duval Street till 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I I fell in love with everything then. Big Buffett fan from being a child. uh, Still don't really know why, because people made fun of me growing up for a very long time. Um,
0: We stick with it.
1: Yeah. uh, Forget them. You know, what do they know? (laughs) You know, Buffett's doing something right. You know, we're all the schmucks living in Ohio. So, (laughs) (laughs) but um, just during the pandemic, it, I you know you go from a Manhattan life which is very active, very uh, busy I mean you're 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 out every night um, work there was going out all the time and you know spending an insane amount of money just to see people and uh, the pandemic shut down everything you know just like everywhere else in the country stopped uh, and then Manhattan became the worst place I have ever been in my life over three months of sitting in a Manhattan apartment mm. with nowhere to go um, and then you know it kind of just kind of came up my wife and I were talking you know we wanted to do this for a while and then basically me begging her because it's a huge change for her as well um, who did not have that same lifestyle I had growing up or that's the that same thoughts uh, so we just decided hey, we're going to start looking for a place to live, and uh, we're going to buy a home. We're going to look to rent. We're going to any anywhere we can to get down there without act physically coming down here and seeing anything. So we had to rely on a real estate agent to uh, take care of everything. But um, Oh, wow.
0: So, like you didn't even get to tour? Any no,
1: no. I, I'm a 100% just wing it kind of guy. I mean, what's the worst thing? I find a, a – mediocre home in Key West, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. what, was, what was the worst thing that was going to happen in that scenario?
0: <laughs> like when really you would live in a shack on the beach, right? To know, live in
1: oh, yeah. so, 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 and that's what people are like, what are you doing? Like, oh, you're going to an island that, you know, depends on tourism. No one's ever going to travel again. I was like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, like, what, what is this mindset that, that people are so scared to, to think about this anymore? You know, no one's going to travel. No one's going to get on a plane anymore. And I, said, I mean, I, eventually
0: I they will, and yeah. once things are safe or again, there probably will be even more oh, cool. traveling than yeah. before because people are, like, have been cooped up, you know, they have maybe not been on a vacation in a year, and, I mean, like, I know that personally staying, like, not doing any of the normal trips that I would have done is saving me money. Of like course, I'm yes. saving money this year because I'm not going to do all the things that I normally would have done, like vacations and stuff. So, yep. so probably at the end, if when things get better, eventually, hopefully that'll be sooner rather than later, there'll probably be, I would assume that eventually there would be sort of almost like a rise in people wanting to travel just because it's been so long and people have money saved up.
1: I agree, and that's my that was my mindset. Was people will probably spend their money on travel and experience over buying a new new shirt or a, a you know a new car this year. I I think it's going to be, hey, I just lost three months of interacting with people, maybe doing something I wanted to do because I couldn't. And to me, the pandemic actually kind of made me get on my dream a little faster. Um. It, it was kind of personally it affected me in a positive way because my wife and I turned it into a positive thing right uh, which you know it it gave us the chance to move down here i mean
0: and, and it, it was was it very hard to talk her into it or was she kind of like also no. like well we're just cooped up here and I'm ready to try something new
1: no she's she's very sweet and she she supports me one thousand percent and every possible way. Because what other person have I ever met where I would say, you know, I kinda wanna just up and move. Uh everything that we've been doing, all of our friends, everything. Um also, I'm gonna quit my job, which is <laughs> right. uh, and pursue a different lifestyle. And she's she said, Yeah, let's do it.
0: That's so great. Yeah, so I'm very that. lucky. So and what was your job in New York?
1: Um, I was in the fashion industry. I, you know, don't really want to talk about that ads much, but <laughs> um, but no, I was a fashion director. I was, you know, I've done a little bit of everything as far as um, some big fashion houses. So,
0: and now you're just kicking it in Key West. That yeah,
1: and I even changed my look. As if you watched all the Instagram <laughs> posts throughout the year, um, she we were talking this morning. She goes, you know, you've had some looks in your day already uh, in the last two years. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and you got the big, you're kind of, you got the beard and the, you know, you like going Hemingway style.
1: Yeah, which is a huge inspiration as well, which, yeah. uh, I'm going to grow my hair out for the first time, which is exciting, you know. (laughs) Yeah. My beard got a little out of control during the uh, quarantine, but it's been trimmed back now. But now (laughs) with the mustache thing, I'm thinking, you you know, know. let's just go ahead and do this Buffett mustache. I mean,
0: so. Well, there is, I assume that you follow um, the Buffett. Now I'm totally blanking on his name, and I feel really bad, uh, like his handle on on social media. But he does; he's like a buff, classic oh, Buffett.
1: Yeah, uh, he's the uh, Jimmy uh, Groovy or something like that. Like. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: I'm um, sorry, Jimmy. That's yeah. that was, um, but yeah, he's got that. He's got that classic Buffett look down for sure. Yeah.
1: and that's that's it's a great look. He is the cover of Son of a Son of Sailor, I do believe.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, little known fact. It wasn't actually Jimmy
1: Buffett. This guy kind of looks dead on him, which is great. So if you don't follow him, please do, because he is hysterical, by the way. Yes,
0: definitely. And I'm hoping um, to maybe have him on the podcast as well. So that would be fun um, if he'll still be on after I totally forgot his social yeah, media. <laughs> yeah. We did give him a plug,
1: so you could, that's always a plus,
0: too. So. He probably will never listen to this, so that's yeah. fine. You tell him, and it'll be all right. Uh, but yeah they should what they should do is um for the next jimmy buffett album assuming there will be one hopefully um i know one just came out but you know jimmy's still got a f- some good years in it yeah. i think
1: uh, well then, especially the next now, album, oh go ahead i was gonna say the new album is actually kind of a throwback
0: yeah yeah it was a little bit i think a lot of people were saying like really, like they like really loved it and like it was really a lot. And I think, I don't know if I would go that far. I did enjoy it a lot and I do think it is sort of hearkening back to like some of his older albums a little bit, but people are just like loving that album.
1: They what are. I think the release during a pandemic though is probably the greatest thing like best timing because he sells an escape. That is basically what Jimmy it is he is an escape from your day-to-day life in my opinion and um that album it takes you to key west you know cuba stuff like which the old albums that's what it was about like havana Day Dreaming is my favorite album and it's literally i walk the streets every single day now wear that out al- what that album talks about you know and yeah. that's kind of the new one because there for a while it got it was really country
0: yeah, for sure. I, that's, I'm really impressed that you can pick a favorite album. I'm always like, oh, I love this one, and I love this one.
1: Well, <laughs> like- it's the lyrics. Yeah, I think, you know, in a, you know, I did this thing the other day, and um, I, I think you either answered it or we talked about it. It's, what's your favorite Buffett song? If you were going to be stuck on an island, you could only mm. have one Buffett song for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I was so shocked. At Margaritaville was on there come Monday. He went to Paris, and I was like, Wow. Like I was kind of shocked at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely I feel like if if Margaritaville is your favorite song, then like more power to you. I'm not gonna like be a jerk to someone because they love Margaritaville. But like if I was only gonna pick one song that I could listen to forever, like it certainly would not be
1: Margaritaville. And I'm with and it might be it may have been more of a memory because that was probably your introduction to Buffett. Mm -hmm. Which I could see that might all your parent played that album or you heard on the radio for the first time discovered what what's he talking about you know because that's really uh it's more of a depressing song than I think most people realize right. yeah <laughs> so. yeah like the origins
0: of like the when that f- song first started it was definitely a lot less like good times having than it has turned into like the way it like is played now and like the audience participation in concert and stuff is definitely not what the song was like originally about it's
1: the people song now and it has been completely it it seems so happy when you see it live now
0: right yeah yeah i think oh god now i'm like trying i don't think we actually had talked about this because now i'm like trying to think of what i I
1: might
0: need to put some more thought
1: into that way about the like even come monday or so i was like i could literally i heard all these on the radio before i knew what i was before i knew i was a diehard. Uh, Parrothead Buffett fan you know I right. was like this was not what I chose and I was a little I was like wow so
0: so when did like did you have you liked Jimmy Buffett since you were a little kid or like when did I, you start it's liking it's funny
1: I was trying to I was talking to my wife and talk about the first time I heard him and my dad did not like him my dad was a uh, a 70s drummer um in a band my whole family was into in music which that's how I got into music and of course, in you know, growing up in the '90s, born in '85, so '90s, early 2000s, people played awful music, which is still very fun for me to listen to, uh, right. but not really my choice of music daily now. Um, but my dad was a Steely Dan fan or a Led Zeppelin guy, you know, and that is far away from the Buffett lifestyle. Um, so I had an album, and I don't even remember. It has holiday on it. I remember that.
0: So, oh, that's the banana wind.
1: Yeah, so banana wind is like one of my favorite albums.
0: It is a good. I like the album too. No
1: one ever talks about it, by the way.
0: I know. Like, I think. I think the albums. So the albums that I was super into, or at least that like have the maybe the most like nostalgia value for me, because were they were the ones that sort of came out as I was like formatively listening to jimmy buffett when i was a little kid yeah. so the very first one was um um uh, off to see the lizard because that was like i that's my like first memory i had it on cassette tape and i would listen to it on my walkman there when i was go. like yeah <laughs> and then like and then the albums that started to come out you know it was like fruit cakes and and um and barometer soup and banana wind and like obviously like fruit cakes is pretty beloved but i feel like barometer soup uh, um, off to see the lizard and Banana Wind are like some of my favorite albums, and I feel like you never really hear people talk about those as much. It and
1: is it's- so sad. Like Brummer Soup has amazing songs, start to finish. Actually, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was a huge Banana Wind fan, and I think I do believe I had that cassette tape because I played Holiday, uh, Bob Roberts Society Band. Oh, um, yeah. And mental floss is has some of the greatest lyrics that he's ever written, in it, and it's hilarious, by the way. But yeah,
0: and especially as like a little kid, you know, yeah, like, I feel like this is a really funny. Fun song to sing.
1: Uh, and I remember this like my father unfortunately had passed away when I was young, uh, when I was eighteen. But I remember playing holiday and him laughing in the truck that we used to drive, and because he says that song is so true because he had a, a you know he had a, a factory job his whole life, and no one needed a holiday more than that man so and so
0: that was when he was like okay maybe jimmy buffett's all right (laughs) he
1: was and i do believe if he was alive today he would go to the buffett shows he would be a huge fan now but growing up in the household of rocker you know that was not really uh that wasn't on the radio much so but i had that one album and i i do believe i played it to death and then um fast forward to when he passed away uh and i was 18 i really had no direction because i was raised by a single father and uh I was decided to just pack up my SUV and start driving. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have a job. I had, you know, had a little bit of money, and I was going to figure it out when I got there. Wow! So I ended up going to remember Fye. Was it Fye back then?
0: Uh, I don't know. Remember they sold, that is- I
1: mean, it sold uh, CDs and DVDs stuff like that
0: oh yes Uh, something
1: like that i can't remember but yes i bought the boats beaches ballads and bars or the whole thing which was like a hundred dollars back then yeah because if you got four cds or whatever it was it was awesome and right but
0: you gotta have like that's like then if the best way to sample buffett right is to buy that and then you'll have like okay these are i'm not not necessarily like all the hits but like all the songs from every sort of era.
1: You found a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, it's yeah. Perfect. it's like a salad bar basically. And I I drove from Cincinnati to Key West uh direct and it was amazing. So
0: So really this is not the first time you've moved to Key West then.
1: Well, I, it was funny. I I didn't end up living here then. I ended up I got down here during Fantasy Fest of every, which <laughs> I had no idea. What that was. You were
0: like, wait, what did I get myself
1: into? 18 alone. I told nobody in my life I was moving except for my best friend at the time. And I called him, and I could not find a hotel room in the entire (laughs) Keys, by the way. So after the 27 or 28 hour drive or whatever it was, I could not find a place to sleep. So I actually ended up living in a Ramada Inn, I do believe, if it's still there, in Fort Myers. So I actually went all the way back to the west side of the, the Gulf side of Florida, ended up living there for three years. So
0: And you mentioned you had a band, is that at that point that you were in a band?
1: That's when yeah, I I I um it's a funny story, I actually was in kind of just playing around then, but then one Thanksgiving I moved back to Cincinnati for a week. Uh, it was the worst week of my life uh, someone had taught me into moving back and when I got there I was like Florida is so much better than this and I had a great friend at the time his name was Ryan Underwood and I have no idea where he's at now and he was still in Naples I thought so I called him when I was in Cincinnati he says would you please move back down here buddy we're great friends I said sure he goes well I'm in Tallahassee now so mm. I have an apartment and we have I have space for you I said, great. I'm on my way. I get down there. It's a two-bedroom apartment with five other people, <laughs> which he neglected <laughs> to tell me.
0: He <laughs> so, thought it was just like, okay, like, break. I'm going to have my own room. It's going to be great. Yeah, we uh,
1: <laughs> we rotated couch, bed, couch, bed. It was, it was a wild experience. So that's when I met the guys in the band um, and became, it was kind of like a Cosby, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash gig, three guitars only. I don't sing at all. So, it was fun. And then we ended up playing some Tallahassee places, a place called Cabanas, for a while. And then we ended up got to play at Captain Tony's when we were younger, which was fun. But we were yeah. not that great. And that is perfect for down here, in my opinion. Yeah. I I think well, I love that style of music. I don't want to hear your hits. I want to hear someone else's that actually wrote some good songs. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Right, it's funny. Uh, I had a previous episode with um, Bob Carwin, who is a trap rock musician, and and he was talking about seeing someone in Key West, and he like basically said the opposite of what you just said, where it's like you get your chance to play at Captain Tony's, like play your own songs, but I think like people want to hear covers too, like especially if you know if you're in a situation where. Like, at bars and stuff, people aren't necessarily, like, listening. They're not, like, there to see you necessarily.
1: Yeah, they didn't pay uh, $3 for uh, a mediocre beer, you know, so right. <laughs> to so watch like the Dan to Smith and <laughs> do, so do like the song the- we wrote on the way in. Like, they don't want to hear that junk.
0: Well, it, or maybe they do, but they just don't know it. until. And, and the way to get their attention is to, like, play songs they know because, like, you can't – it's hard to compete uh, with whatever – people are doing at a bar like talking and drinking and whatever if you're if you're not doing something that catches their attention but if you play songs that they know and like will want to like sing along with then that kind of catches their attention and then and then maybe you can like slip some originals in there too when they're actually like watching and listening
1: (laughs) yeah but you know it reminds me of let's say you go to a great concert and you you love the song but then the next song might be a new one you're not really familiar with that's a perfect time to use the restroom that is exactly the way I feel when I hear someone playing some songs I love at a bar. And then it's like, Oh, I'm going to play something original. You know, I said, Oh, well, this is a perfect time for me to go use the retro. <laughs> and I'm not saying I don't support local artists because I think it's very important, but as someone who probably paid to go on vacation to Key West and go to Captain Tony's, you've picked this one bar that has a lot of history in Key West and I when I first came down here, I wanted to hear Last Mango mm. in Captain Tony's. Yeah. Like, because that's what I would, just like you said, when you go there, you want to hear Buffett songs.
0: Right. So. Well, and I think there's a difference to, like, the only times I've been to Key West were for Meeting of the Minds, and that's like a very specific event. Like, you're there for music, right? To see musicians. Yes. And, in addition to seeing them play at the Casa, like musicians play all around town at bars and different locations, but you're still going there to see them specifically like you, that's why you're there. So it's a lot different than just like going on vacation and happening to be in a bar where someone's put, like when I go, I'm like, okay, I went because I l- like this musician. And so like, yeah, I want to see them play their own music. Yes. I know it. Yes. But definitely if you're just like rolling up cause you're on vacation, like you don't know the person like you don't, it's not that same kind of experience. So I feel like in that situation, you're definitely more likely to at least want them to throw in some, some covers and songs that, you know, otherwise, yeah, you just are like, well, I don't know who this is. out. I
1: mean, that's, you just don't pay attention, which isn't great for the musician either.
0: Right. Are you, now that you move back down there, you think you'll start playing in a band again?
1: You know, it's funny. I am, I am so proud to be a, decent rhythm guitar player. I have no desire to be anymore. Um, When I was younger, I thought, oh, I'm going to be somebody in this. And it's like, actually, no, you're not buddy. You know, so you you don't have the uh, charisma. I'll say, I want to say charisma. I I just don't have the passion and drive to work that hard at something.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It is.
1: And I think you have to be gifted as well. Um, Yeah. Buffett's probably not the greatest guitar player, let's be honest, but he might be one of the greatest songwriters.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like I mean,
1: Dylan. I mean, Dylan is not hard. the greatest songwriter.
0: No, and, and like Jimmy's not a great singer either, really. No. But like that's not why people go to see him. That's not why people love them. Like you said, it's because of the songwriting. It's because of the stories that he tells. Yeah,
1: and so to me, I do want to play again in Key West. I'd like to – and I would like to base it around that 70s, early 80s Buffett – vibe mm-hmm. because you don't what sucks is you don't really find that too much down here
0: yeah it's interesting i guess like that i mean we the world has moved on quite a bit since then years yeah. wise and um even though that's if if anywhere could still retain some of that i would think it would be Key West. but it's hard to fight like modernization it's hard to fight like everything evolves like music evolves everything so um even though you would think that would be the place that you would still get to hear that or see that a lot I can see how um you know if 30 40 years pass. it's 50 I guess man how what year is it yeah, I
1: it's, it's a long time ago but it, which just yeah. funny but think about that like think about like the nostalgic of it would be kind of perfect because that stuff does kind of rotate back around. Yeah. I mean, who would want to go to Captain Tony's now and see some like seventies Buffett. Like you could get trapped back in that. Or even if he would do, you know, a private session down there. I mean, it would be, it would be crazy.
0: Yeah. So this is anyone who's listening to this. If you live in Key West or you know anyone that wants to be in a '70s Buffett band,
1: yeah, and just like simple, contacting just easy. It. Yes. Um, probably not a lot of fans, and our average age would be like 80, but it would be awesome. Yeah. About, I mean, most people would people would appreciate it, I think. And you're really playing old songs that the majority of people down here on Naval have never heard.
0: Right. I think that's the interesting thing that we were talking before about are like the albums, you know, like Banana Wind and stuff. It's funny because like those are sort of the formative albums for me because of my age, but definitely for most Jimmy Buffett fans, the formative albums are, you know, those older, like sort of gold- golden age, 70s ones, you know? Yeah. And I, and I love all those albums too. And I've listened to them all a million times as well. But it, it really, I think there's really the, what sticks with you the most in a certain way is kind of what you grew up with. Um, and, and since most Jimmy Buffett fans are of an older age, that those would be their albums more. I I would think that like there would be a pretty big place for that kind of sound now, because for most people, that's probably like the nostalgic Jimmy.
1: Yeah. that And that's when you, when I think about it, it's funny because when I look through all the photos, I see, you see mostly the new Buffett. Right. You know, which that look is not, it's completely gone. Let's be honest of the (laughs) seventies Buffett, but he still looks good. It's just, you know, you, that mustache and the hair and the short shorts. And um, I, we got to bring that back to Key West, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, so the thing I was saying before, I think I got distracted, but is that when Jimmy does the next album, they should hire Jimmy Groovy to, be on the album cover like they could do a new photo yeah. but set it up like a classic jimmy buffett photo but yeah, they could use him instead of real jimmy buffett since he looks like jimmy buffett looked 50 years ago
1: and, yeah that's, um, and that's with the new album vibe like even connecting that would be like it's a little bit back to key west havana yeah. kind of feel and i hopefully you know if jimmy ever listens let's make a new album you know do it and um because that one was recorded in key west i do believe It was recorded the day after we we flew in in January to come down here for vacation, and he played Margaritaville the day before we got here. Oh no! (laughs) Which was the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen on Instagram. Um, So, and then he was at Bo's, which if you haven't gone to Bo's is a great a place you should eat down here. Um, Okay. And he went to there to get his grouper sandwich, or you know, and. I was just like, one day, really.
0: Yeah, so. that's that's rough because it's it's one thing if you're like far away and you're like, okay, well, that's a sh- like sucks that I missed that, but like whatever, I live in New York. Yeah. But when it's like literally like you were there one day later,
1: I was bummed out, and it was like I think I was out uh, for a cocktail, and I was just like, I had nothing to say to anybody. Like my whole life was ruined at that moment. So, <laughs> like,
0: don't talk to me. I'm very depressed right now. Yeah.
1: So I had to watch it on Instagram, which was fine but just not the same it's like who doesn't want to see him play in Key West which how oh, amazing yeah.
0: I mean I guess the upside is now that you live in Key West you have a better chance of seeing him than like pretty much anybody in a normal situation right yeah, like yes. he because yes. he like has his studio there like he goes there so
1: yeah um, so yeah, the maybe it's great if you haven't gone to you should walk by and take a photo with. yeah that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have walked by it um I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I took a photo. I probably should do that next well, time. But it is pretty it's pretty obvious. It's
1: there's nothing there. but uh, bumper stickers. I do believe on the wall.
0: Yeah, it's just like a little white square building on the water there, and it's just covered with stickers. Yes,
1: which no one, I think, a lot of people don't know what that really is. Which is great. It, it's perfect.
0: Right, unless you're like a Jimmy Buffett fan, and yeah,
1: then you're of like, oh, you search Jimmy for it. Yeah, the Jimmy unknown Buffett. location <laughs> is when you Google it. I do believe.
0: Yeah, just like creepily hunting down all the Jimmy Buffett relevant locations yeah. in Key West.
1: So it's, it's been fun. I mean, just living down here and everything around that whole. I still feel kind of that '70s vibe with the songs and everything. It's yeah. kind of nice going to Fausto's stuff like that. So
0: well, and I feel like the '70s are kind of coming back fashion wise. You know, like I have some like bell bottom jeans and some ringer tees. So I feel I- like it's it's on the comeback.
1: It is. And, you know, down here, the fashion is – I being in the fashion industry my entire life and then coming to Key West is awesome because I got rid of 99% of everything I ever owned. Yeah. Um, I think I, I kept one white sport coat because you have <laughs> to have – the white sport coat.
0: Right. <laughs> it's very necessary to yeah. living a Jeremy my life, for I
1: think sure. if like there is a wedding, a funeral, whatever, I'm wearing this white sport coat for the rest of my life. So Yeah. That's um, one
0: that's your one coat. That's all you need.
1: And now I basically wear, you know, swim trunks every single day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I have the dream also of moving somewhere kind of far away, like not not that QS is like remote specifically, but, but it is. in a way that like you'd have to downsize your life a little bit. Because I will tell you that I am I have so many clothes. Like I'm super into yeah. clothes. So like but some which is fine. Like I like them. I like my clothes. Uh but like sometimes it just kind of weighs on you when you're like, I have like a million clothes and And just other stuff, too. I'm just kind of like a collector of stuff. And and I I like it. I like having it all. But I and I don't think I could get rid of it just by sheer willpower. But if I had to because I was moving somewhere, I feel like I would be like, oh, yes, like I'm moving to Key West. I'm going to be living in like a tiny place. Like I'm going to be living in Key West. So I only need like these few things and just like get rid of everything else. But like short of doing that, I don't think I could just like do it anyway in regular life so i'm like kind of jealous of
1: you'd be a little shocked of how easy it actually is like because and my wife was she into fashion as well and uh she's in the film industry it was in new york and getting rid of everything i don't have a problem i was a duffel bag my entire life guy even in the fashion industry if i got new i got rid of i just don't I, I just don't need the stuff. And I, I thought there was people out there who could use the stuff. Right. But to just duffel bag it and come down here. Um, most of my life I had a guitar. I had duffel bag and, you know, whatever. Maybe one more bag, but nothing crazy. Um, and I've always been kind of a minimalist. So getting down here was great. And having the talk with my wife was amazing. She was she like, well, oh, I, I do like this. I said, yeah, but do you need to have this? in Key West. And that's where the location came in. And when we got down here she goes, "Oh, we should probably get rid of most of this stuff." So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so some of it made it down there but then you got rid of it after the fact.
1: Uh, you know what's funny? We probably got rid of I think we only moved with 15 boxes. Hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's that's re- not and they weren't large boxes. Um and then we had an we have a spare room here, so which is nice. So we actually had to buy stuff for a spare room because It's amazing the amount of people who want to visit you in Key West. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. I was going to say like now, like I'm sure that now that you live there, it's like friends you didn't know you had are like, oh, you live in Key West? Like remember me? Best friend from 30 years ago.
1: Yeah. And I said no. Yeah. But it's, I actually, I've invited everybody who I I actually enjoy. I I love having people down here because if you talk to people, most people haven't been here and talking about being remote. It really is kind of that last remote uh, connection to America, I'd say, because it's not easy to get here. You can get a flight, but you probably have to um, have a layover somewhere. If you drive from Miami, it's almost three and a half hours, um, and you don't really know why you're coming here if you haven't been before.
0: Yeah, unless you are just you know the tropical vacation kind of person like that's enough of a reason to go for me but uh like all of the jimmy buffett stuff is obviously um a big plus but i just am i just love going places that are warm and tropical and you can swim in the ocean and there's palm i mean we we i live in tucson arizona and like we have palm trees here but we don't have the ocean and that's like a key factor
1: (laughs) yeah it is amazing to walk by the ocean every single morning now because you know you follow on instagram i'm We take a morning walk every single morning at like six forty five.
0: That sounds great. Now yeah, I just like I just feel like I like I like living here and like I like that it's warm and we don't really have like much of a winter. I mean it gets like cold (laughs) for Tucson, but like but I think having the ocean is like the big thing that is for me really crucial because I'm just like a water person and I don't really know why I moved here, but <clears throat> cause there's no, I mean, you can, you can like drive to like Mexico, you can go to, like Rocky point, Mexico and,
1: yeah.
0: and the ocean is there, but that's still like kind of a hassle. Like you have to drive, you know, you have to cross the border and it's kind of a to do. You can't just like, Oh, I'm just going to go for a casual day trip, you know, whatever. So living somewhere warm and by the ocean is, is a pretty big life goal for me as well yeah
1: and you can make that happen it's it's actually you know like we were talking the other day i think it's like sometimes you just have to do it i think sometimes you know it's but you know it like we're saying if you're married and stuff like that it becomes it's a little harder than it used to be when i was younger playing mediocre music you know it was like my buddies like oh yeah sure you want to move to keep let's go to key west you know let's go to vegas let's do whatever we want and now it's like there's a lot more consequences
0: yeah. Well, and so, also there's more, I guess, responsibility. like if, if besides like having to have both people, like, if you're married, having both people want to move to a place, you also have to be like, okay, can both people get a job in the yeah. place that they're moving to or do something that can make money? Um. Or, <clears throat> I mean, I guess if like, you're super rich and can move somewhere without a job then that's fine but like that's not the situation most people are in no, so like. yeah. and that's <laughs> so not the situation less, at
1: all for the people I was here, so.
0: I don't know no, I, I
1: hang of them, out like, of my place because you think I'm rich <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: I didn't mean you I just no, mean I like, yeah people who are rich like just move wherever but like most people have to consider like okay do we eat? have some, do I have something I can do there to make a living? Yeah. And if you have two people, then that's, you know, twice as much of a situation where you have to figure out like, okay, well, can both of us have something to do, especially like Key West isn't a cheap place to live. So, no. yeah. um, so you kind of have to have that. So yeah, it's definitely, um, the more, the more you become an adult, the, the harder <laughs> it is to it, make those.
1: Kinds and of that's things. what's scary. I think about life sometimes is like, that's where my dream of living down here. Um, and like I told you, my father passed away young. So yeah. when I think about my life up in New York, when the pandemic started, I was like, you know, if we don't do this, do I have to wait till I'm retired? And does that ever happen? Like, right. or am I just going to go through my life with like, oh, remember that dream I had to live in the Keys and just kind of live my life at a, a much mellower pace? Uh, I didn't do that. It, you only had that one shot at it. Why like, you have to get up and do it.
0: Right. And Mm -hmm. even if you are someone that thinks like, I'll do that when I'm retired, sometimes like the more sort of settled you get in your life, like even when you retire, it's not always easy to do just whatever you want to do. um, Especially if you have
1: kids and then, okay, the kids are out of the house. We'll move then. Oh, wait, now we have grandkids in town. And it's like, we don't want to get away from the grandkids. It's it's almost a never-ending battle <laughs> against yeah. your dream, if that <laughs> is your dream, or anything like to move somewhere, let's say the Keys or wherever else it may be. But and going back to, if you just had all the money, you could just do it. But that, to me, wouldn't be what I fell in love with the Keys. Uh, that whole, that whole Buffett vibe in the seventies that I fell in love with was not about being down here with all the money being able to what you I think for free beer at Captain Tony's I'm pretty sure so um right
0: like living in a big fancy Key West mansion isn't really the same lifestyle as like living in a tiny little like one bedroom or you know two bedroom small place that is what normal people can afford yeah
1: which is more fun but and that's the way like when we moved down here I was like you know what we're just I'm gonna quit the job I'm gonna go for it and I'm going to live that lifestyle, you know, and it's been fun. It's been amazing so far. I mean, I absolutely love it. And I feel, I feel great that yeah. the stress of my life is gone because it, what, what I was doing for 14 years was no, it's not fun. I mean. Right.
0: And, and now like you do something that's more flexible. So like, you don't have to like go in to a certain place at a certain time. And right. Like, I feel like that's part of even for people that work um, like full time, essentially, and I've actually found this working from home, even um, I still work like basically nine to five type, you know, weekday hours. But even just having the freedom of like, oh, if I need a break, I'm gonna, I can get up and like go water my garden or, you know, do whatever versus yeah. sitting in like your little office cubicle, like having a job that you can do from sort of wherever your computer is, because um, I can do my job from basically anywhere that I have the internet, essentially. yeah, um, It's like really different than, even if you're still working the same amount of time, like having that kind of freedom, I feel like makes a big difference in terms of, at least for me, like how happy I feel. Like I've enjoyed working from home much more than sitting in an office all day.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, and changing my life that way was great as, you know, even my wife, she works from home now, and she doesn't want me to ever go back to work, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the fact that, hey, it's noon, do you want to take a walk? Uh go grab lunch somewhere, or hey, I just want to get out of the house for a little bit. Let's take a walk around the, you know by the beach or something like that. It that is such it, it's such an improvement to your my daily life.
0: Yeah. And I yeah, think it-
1: more people need to like we were talking about the pandemic is you need to kind of look at what's important to you at in this time in life.
0: Yeah, it's definitely made, obviously it's been really hard on people, but also I think for businesses and, um, you know, people too is kind of made them like made people reevaluate and kind of pivot, like, okay, how can I pivot my business or my life to fit the situation? And it makes I think it's made people like come up with some ideas or even take actions that they wouldn't have if they were sort of forced out of their like normal everyday routine. But since the pandemic has really stirred things up a lot, um, you know, I think people have, are maybe it's forcing or inspiring people to make changes that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. So yeah,
1: it's very inspiring to me to watch more people do something they love. Yeah. Because I, you know, one of my friends were in finance and all that stuff. I mean, which is fine. I don't knock it if that's your lifestyle choice, and that's that's good. But chasing like a little dream that you had when you were a young kid is pretty cool too.
0: Right, and and sometimes when you think like career, I mean, and I can't speak for other people, so like maybe some people really get super fulfilled out of their career dreams, but I feel like sometimes even dreams that you have, like that you. When you achieve them, they aren't as fulfilling as you think they will be. But I feel like those kinds of really inspirational, like, move to Key West dreams that you have when you're five are the ones that are really, like, sustainably fulfilling.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And to be, I don't know, maybe not five years old, but but you know what, yeah, a younger dream. Yeah. But it, I don't know, I think uh, some people need to look back and be like, you know what I wanted to be, you know, maybe I should look into that now. Because it is possible.
0: Like, reevaluate, like, what did I was, like, the job that I'm doing now, like, I was never like, oh, this is a job I really want to do. And like, I don't, I like my job fine, but I'm not like, if I had the opportunity, it's not like, I wouldn't be like, okay, I'm going to retire now at, you know, when I'm, like 34.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. And that's 35 now. And, uh, my friends, they thought, dude, you retired at 35. You moved yeah. to South Florida <laughs> at 35. You downsized. Like that is like you retired.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I, I do live, Tucson is pretty, like a lot of people retire here, but, um, but yeah, living here as a regular, like full-time working person, it doesn't really feel as, it doesn't really feel that way, you know, yeah. but
1: it is funny. I played golf on Monday morning at the Key West Club and it was me and like 370-year-olds. Yeah. On like a Monday <laughs> a morning at 10. <laughs> it was, like, this is great. This is how I'm going to meet my new friends.
0: Yeah. does the funny thing is like we were talking about um like we both really like hanging out with older people, which is fine because that's like most of what's in the Jimmy Buffett fan base right in the Parrot Head Club. Yeah. Um, but the reason that I'm like always really excited to meet younger people is because, like, eventually those older people won't be able to hang out anymore. So, like, in you know, 40 years or whatever, like, when I'm 60 or 70, like, who, who like, then will I have no friends that like, scary, up there, like isn't no it? yeah. <laughs> So like that's why I'm like okay we need to get some younger people involved here because I don't want like the Jimmy Buffett fandom to just be like me.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should create a not retired parrot head club. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, The future join up. retired
1: or something. But it, it's funny because I was thinking that the other day. I was like, if if there's people who don't keep this going, because like if let's say if you go to Instagram and you put in like we found each other because Buffett fans, there's plenty of people out there uh, who are Buffett fans. But they'll they'll put a post up about um, they got a vintage tea, like you know, the other day, or right. they had a margarita. So that automatically thanks Jimmy Buffett. But and then they go back to their normal post every other day. Um, but if there's really no spot that I've seen that was like, I'm just going to vintage this out and keep this alive.
0: Yes, yes, and that's why I love your Instagram account. Is like it's it brings back it's like remembering that classic vintage buffet um <clears throat> in a st- nostalgic way but also like it's very like you said it's very well polished like it's a really great um like high quality Instagram acro- account with really good photos and like the because that sort of look I feel is kind of coming back I feel like your Instagram account could be sort of a bridge right like people might find younger people might find it and be like oh who's this cool dude with like the 70s mustache right and then they'll be like that's (laughs) like i just thought jimmy buffett was like an old guy that like wore flip-flops and played margaritaville so maybe like through accounts like yours we can like entice a few more people in who maybe aren't even jimmy buffett fans don't think they are but once they into more music and realize that like there's more than just margaritaville that then we can get them more involved and get them to because i think that's really the thing and like we were talking about earlier the reason people think jimmy buffett is dumb is because that's like all they know right it's like oh that's like a guy that my parents liked and he's like oh and he you know plays margaritaville or whatever but if if we can get more young people to really listen to like a lot of the older Jimmy Buffett stuff that they might not know even exists because all they know is Margaritaville and like cheeseburger in paradise. I think that's the way to get people hooked because it is that it is about that lifestyle, right? It's not just, Oh, I like Jimmy Buffett. It's like, Oh, this is a whole thing. Like you could move to Key West, right. And live this whole lifestyle. It's not just Jimmy Buffett's music is like the inspiration, but it's a bigger sort of, um, that feeling, escapism feeling, is like I think a thing that applies to way more people. They just don't realize that like Jimmy Buffett inspires that.
1: Yeah, and that's like he kind of created that whole genre of escape. And right. now you have you have great artists, you know Donovan and Jack Johnson. There's great other people out there who have that kind of feel, but like who's the grandfather of everything? You know, it <clears throat> was Buffett and. I, I hope the Instagram does lead to younger people. I do have some like 18-year-olds I do believe following, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's – it, it <clears> seems <throat> like you have a pretty decent following already considering you it's, only started it not that long ago. I
1: think it's three weeks and there's 300 and some people, yeah, uh, which is great. And I don't know how to get followers and I don't really work too hard at it. <laughs> but I, I hope just that – just like you said, we keep growing it and people – introduce people to the vinyls. Uh, the uh, the um, the books because to me and everybody laughs. My favorite book ever is Pirate Looks at Fifty, and
0: yes, I've, had, I've read that book so many times. Me too. I have like pages marked on like for thir- certain things like, that I like want to remember.
1: If you don't fall in love with my words and four my life in four hundred words or less, then you have no purpose reading that book. By the way, like
0: yeah, and like, I think the other thing about that book is like obviously. Jimmy Buffett writes great songs, right? But I think reading that book, you really see that he's just like a really good writer. Like oh, I, I think great.
1: There,
0: I think there's a I'm trying to think of the best way to put this without it like coming off as super insulting. I think people who see like musicians right and he's just like oh he's just like kind of a country boy musician he's from the south he has like a southern accent and i feel like <clears throat> and then you know if you know like margaritaville or whatever like you you would think that like he, he maybe doesn't have the the depth to have, no, right. I, I
1: completely like, agree. Yeah, like, like a little well, catchy
0: tune. It, yeah, way right, like a whole book or a novel. But like when you read his stuff, he's like a really like he he uses really evocative imagery, and like it's really a window into his life in a way that I don't know. Like I've just like obviously everyone has read writers, right? That like you can become a really popular writer without being an actually like good writer. Yeah. But Jimmy Buffett is actually a really good writer.
1: Oh, he's great. And like it, that book inspired me in so many ways to change my life. I yeah. I mean flying around the Caribbean on a plane is I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like
0: who does no. do that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like who does this is why I don't understand why Jimmy Buffett doesn't have I like I know he has like a decent following and very dedicated following, but I don't understand why he doesn't have like a giant following. Because like, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah.
1: Like, who are these well, people introducing younger people is the big, the, the hardest thing that's going on now. I mean, yeah. it's literally. I mean, there for a while you had Cheeseburger in Paradise is popping up, and a lot of people didn't <laughs> know that was hit, like a part of his restaurant. You know, and it, it, it's just tough because what what are they seeing now? You're seeing. You're seeing, like, Alan Jackson, like, introduce him. You have the Kenny Chesney thing going. But none of that really goes back to the original, like, Buffett stuff. That is right. so country. And with his older albums, uh, well, his newer albums, I'll say, to me it was kind of fun to see, uh, License to Chill and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because it was kind of, if you knew the history, uh, country music kind of rejected him for a long time. <laughs> so, right, yeah. Which, to me, was kind of a little F you back at them. Which is cool. he
0: he tried so like he like he was gonna be a country artist because that's like what you do in Nashville, right? And but like he didn't really fit in, and like thank goodness he didn't fit in because like that's why Jimmy Buffett was born in like a musical sense. That's like because he couldn't because he was kind of like okay, he didn't really make it in like the country scene. He sort of just was like well you know, effort it, then I'm going to do my own thing. And his own thing became the thing that made him like super popular. Cause no one else was really doing that.
1: Yeah. It, and that's going back to the beginning of the music. It's like, it has that folky feel a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you go back to, you know, the whole uh, West Nashville Graham ballroom gown stuff like that, that is so cool. Like, um, and it was that little Dylan slash country vibe, but it became his own. I think he West kind of put it all together. Because with yeah. without Key West, most of those songs don't exist.
0: Right. Yeah. That was like a really important formative time in his life and his musical career yeah. for sure.
1: So that's Yeah. And that's for that whole seventies, late sixties, early eight that's to me it's perfect. And yeah, I'm with you. I think we should try to get more younger people involved, um, learning the history of the music.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And so I think that's what's great about your account is like it has the photos, but also has song lyrics from, you know, older songs that maybe young people wouldn't have heard. So they they get kind of sucked in by like the cool like who's that cool like guy with the mustache and then maybe they read the song lyrics, maybe they get into it. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate that you are putting so much, I did not really, I mean, I should have known because like all of the photos are like amazing and like great quality, but I'm really appreciate that you're putting so much like actual work into that account. Cause I think, you know, the kids these days yeah, are on social media.
1: The like, use. They <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I know I feel so old. Um, but yeah, that like social media is like the thing, right. And, um, and there's other, there's programs like the you know Margaritaville has their ambassador program the yeah. university program now which is like pretty cool that it's kind of trying to spread the word on college campuses but you know stuff like this on instagram like gets shared and reshared yeah. and people you know post it share it with their friends um, and so i think i think it's it's definitely it can't hurt for sure in yeah, getting the word i agree
1: it we were talking a friend of mine said well what do you want to get out of this and i said i, I don't really want anything out of it personally but i would like to help the history and you know we were talking today why isn't there like a jimmy buffett tour in key west uh even a walking tour it'd be me and eight people i mean i don't care um or like you and i had talked about vintage clothing what happened to the 70s tees those were so sweet and were so hard to find
0: no and when you do find them they're so expensive like i don't know i think um because i know some of my People, my friends from the parent Club that I know were kind of taken aback by this. They didn't realize. But like if you are into like sort of fashion these days, like vintage, old vintage band t-shirts from like the 70s are so expensive to yeah. buy, like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> they're just like, wait, what? Like that was just a shirt I had when I was, you know, yeah, younger. And now our
1: shirt like, at the concert. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so but there's so that look like the old t-shirt look and we we talked about this the old shirts like it's such a cool look and and it's a look that fits in much more with like sort of like current young people fashion than yeah. like what Margaritaville store makes which like don't get me wrong I I they make cool shirts too but like they definitely cater more to like what the main Jimmy Buffett fan base is which is not 20 year olds. Yes. Um, but, like, 20-year-olds – well, maybe not 20-year-olds because they don't have that much money. But, like, younger people are the ones that are spending $200 on an old band T-shirt now. So, like, they're the ones that would be more likely to buy, like, vintage Jimmy Buffett shirts yeah. if, if that was a thing. Like, if they reprinted old vintage shirts.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's and that been – that's kind of the thought process of, you know, maybe the site can grow to a blog or maybe you could a tour or a vintage collection. We get some people involved trying to help find some of these items. Because the man is a marketing whiz, and it, it yeah. seems like he always has been, even way before you and I were born. So oh, yeah. um, so there are I mean, baseball tees out there.
0: Yeah, he built an empire, basically, yes. uh, because he is not an idiot. He's a smart man. Yeah. <laughs> And he knows how to sell stuff. Yeah. It, um, specifically A lifestyle that we all want. So.
1: yeah, It's great. But yeah, hopefully we can get together on some of that and maybe you and I can work together even going forward on trying to build it up a little more. And yeah. It, it's I mean, inspiring. I would be
0: happy to so. help. If, um, I actually uh, do research for my job. Like I'm a researcher. Oh, great. <laughs> like basically I just like look things up on the internet. So, um, so I definitely, if I have extra time, I don't know if I'll find anything you didn't find, but if I find anything, I'll definitely send it to you for sure. Um, And yeah, this seems like a pretty good place to wrap it up. But yeah, I just want to say again, like to everyone listening, like you've heard everything Dan just said about it. Like if you have stuff that you think would be cool and it doesn't have to be just photographs, right? Like it could be old like programs from the concerts. I try
1: to focus on anything that has just been kind of lost. It's I found a bobblehead the other day with uh, he's the cover of Havana Day Dreaming. and yeah. that I, there there are none available. I get that. There's probably three in the world, I'm guessing. And uh, I just wanted the photo. I, I just want to share that there are things out there that created this man. This myth is whatever it is. And uh, <clears throat> get that back to the public.
0: Yeah. Cool. So yeah, if anybody listening has any cool photos or old merch or something that you think like might be good for the, well, first of all, go check out the Instagram. It's at classic underscore Buffett. Um, please follow that, uh, share it with your friends, spread the word. Um, I think Dan's doing a really great thing. Um, I mean, it's really great. Like just do follow it for yourself too. Cause it's a really cool and entertaining Instagram, but also like maybe we can entice a few more people into the club right into being parrot heads um so share that and if people want to contact you should they just like instant like on instagram message you or like how what are your yeah. contact
1: i'll places? i'll uh, uh, just dm me on instagram for now i'll put an email up there um this week sometime and uh so hopefully we yeah we just connect more that way with other people so anybody who just even wants to talk or earth anybody's down in key west by the way And just wants to have a beer by the ocean. That is a blast, by the way. So just meeting random people because of an Instagram post is amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I'm really glad that we met because of Instagram. Of course. Yeah. And when Uh, you're down
1: here, of course, we'll have a beer uh, at Captain Tony's or something like that. So.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately it won't be for a while now, but yeah, whenever. <laughs> but I will definitely be hitting up once, we're done, so. once I'm down there so we can, yeah, have a drink and, and talk about Buffett.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on. Uh, this was a great chat. And I, um, yeah, like we could probably talk about Jimmy Buffett for another three hours or yeah. whatever. Um, so maybe we'll have, actually, it'd be nice whenever I eventually do get down there, we could do another like Inner in person oh, interview that would
1: be great done. live by the sea that's I mean yeah come on yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah the wave noises will be real then yeah. and not recorded and added in like they are now we should
1: I'm gonna just keep Hound and Buffett on Instagram to see who knows who runs that by the way but the man right, followed yeah. me and I was like that's it I, I can just wrap this up now so
0: man he doesn't follow me have, All right that's we our next we really, work on that so <laughs> when you become friends with Jimmy Buffett you have to tell him to be on my podcast yeah, of course yeah when
1: I run into him in the keys.
0: Yeah, I'd be like, listen, hello, I'm a fan also. Aliyah has this podcast that you should be yes, on. Right, yeah. <laughs> First thing, I'm sure he doesn't get that. I'm sure no he'll put
1: on and do it, Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, um, yeah, I hope to meet you in person, hopefully someday in the not too distant future. Um, and thanks so much for being on.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been amazing.
0: All right. All right. Well, that was the interview with Dan Smith. Like I said, uh, super excited about that. i just, it was just really cool to meet someone. I mean, it's just like online, obviously, but to meet someone that's like really excited about Jimmy Buffett, same age as me. We like a ton of the same stuff. Basically, living the dream, moving to Key West. Um, so yeah, so I had a great time with that, and and we kind of talked about it. Um, <clears throat> About how like if I ever don't have a guest lined up, like basically Dan's just gonna be my backup guest now because he and I could probably just talk about Jimmy Buffett forever. Um, so so that's kind of nice to have a a backup uh, sort of last minute person that can be like, hey, I don't have a guest lined up this week. Do you want to come on chat about Jimmy Buffett for an hour? Because I mean, I had a great time. I hope you had a good time listening to it. Um, please go and follow his Instagram account, share it, share it with everybody. Um, we talked about the other thing that I, Dan and I have in common is kind of why we started our respective projects, him with his Instagram account, me with um, this podcast, um, is to kind of get Jimmy Buffett out there, maybe try to get a few new people to, to listen, maybe a younger audience a little bit. So Please share this episode. Um, please share the Instagram account, his Instagram account, um, with everyone that you know who might who might like it. And, and we can, you know, maybe get it out there to a little bit of a new audience. So, um, yeah, so you follow him at Classic underscore Buffett. Um, once again, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, Blame it on Buffett on Facebook. If you want to email me, um, it's blame it on Buffett at gmail.com. Send me your stories. Like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, um, send me, send me voice messages. Um, honestly, I just want to see if that even works. So like someone send me a voice message, uh, so I can test it out. Um, but yeah, and I will try to compile those stories and post them or talk about them on another episode in the future. Um, I think that's it. So, yeah, until next time, fins up. Blame it on Buffy. He was my he-